Hello and welcome to the Hales Owen Apostolic Church. Apostolic meaning what God says, not what man thinks. Please enjoy this teaching and if you want more, visit the website at halesowenapostolicchurch.org. Kingdom, if anything at all. 
It's for all of us. You would have heard that so many experts, so-called experts, and they predict that this, that this year, what this year would be like. In 1967, experts preached, <coughs> sorry, predicted that by the turn of the century, technology would have taken over much of our lives. And if you do look back on that, it has. Yeah. Oh, yes. It has. They also predicted that we would only have to work 22 hours a week for only 27, seven, yes. That's over time. 27 weeks a year. And that our biggest problem would be what we were going to do with all this free time. That's right. That's absolutely right. But most of us here today, we will all agree. We are busier today than ever before. And instead of having free time, our calendars, our diaries are filled with things to do. Especially if you have young children. Yeah. Well, I was, I was all football all weekend, all through the week, football. So we know. Sorry. Everything's happening at such a fast pace. We're always in a hurry. Hurry to do everything. We talk faster, we eat faster, we walk faster. And here we are, 20th of March, and we're wondering what has happened and where has that time gone? Right. How will you feel that 8,760 hours that we have in a year? Are we already looking back on some of the decisions that we've made, the, the joy or regret? <laughs> or are we looking for, for, forward with anticipation or with fear? So for a minute then, let's just all imagine every morning we have 86,400 pounds in our bank. Just put in every morning. Here's a catch. It doesn't carry out of till tomorrow. All right? So you lose it at midnight. What would you do? What would you do with that money? Yeah. Each of us has that ready bank. Every morning, it credits you with 86,400 seconds. Every night it's gone, it's lost. So whatever you have, whatever you have failed to do, invested in good purpose, to invest in a good purpose, it's gone. So let's remember the only time we have is now. We have to live the present. We cannot go back and relive our mistakes from yesterday or before. And we can't look into the future to see what happens, to see what tomorrow brings. This is the time, and what will you do with the time given to us? Is time a little or a lot? And is it important? Realize, to realize a year, ask a student who has failed their attempts or a month, ask a mother who gave birth to a premature baby, a week, a newspaper, an editor, it's what, all that time, just a week, everything's changing. But even in a day, a labourer who's got seven mouths to feed, gets paid by the hour, all the way down to a second, someone who's just avoided a, an accident by mere seconds, 
Time is really important to all of us. Ephesians 5, 15-17 See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore do not be foolish but understand what the will of the Lord is. And in John 11, 9-10 Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in the day? If any man walk in the day, he stumbleth, not because he seeth the light of the world, but if, sorry, he stumbleth not, because he seeth the light of the world. But if a man walk in the night, he stumbleth, because there is no light in him. This is what our lives are composed of. Yet in this busy modern world, it has become all too easy to let time, the things in our lives, run away from us. Yeah. The emails, all in this new software, multiple TV channels, our mobile phones, all of it, and all of the other products that technology brings to us that were supposed to have simplified <laughs> our lives. The quality of our lives seems to have conspired to strip us, strip us of the time needed for the really important things of life. That's right, amen. Our family time, our church time, oh, our study time, everything. Mm -hmm. We used our time wisely. Notice again, Paul says in that verse 15, be very careful then how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise. Watch your step. Use your head. Paul underscores this thought again in, in verse 17, saying, Do not be foolish. Don't live carelessly, unthinkingly. Why should we use our time wisely? Why not just, just live our lives carefree, easygoing, like most of the world do? Couldn't we just relax and live life as it comes? <coughs> Paul tells it bluntly. The days are evil. These are desperate times. The young preacher Timothy is given a similar warning in 2 Timothy 3, 13 and 14. Evil men and impostors will go from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. But as for you, continue what you have learned and have become convinced of, because you know those from whom you learned it. We do have a fantastic church and Bible study, our teachings, everything. On, on Wednesday with Ben, it was a 10 minute, come an hour teach, but, but everybody learns something new again from it. And it's just say it's there to lift us all and to be with the family church family. Live your life wisely, watch your step and guard your heart, lest you be led astray. We must be careful how we live our lives, so use your time wisely. But what does it look like then to use our time wisely? We just need to look in, the, in, the, in a word that looks like Jesus. Paul puts it like this in Ephesians 5, 1, 2. Be imitators of God. Therefore, as dearly loved children, and live a life of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, 
as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. If we want to use our time wisely, not live carelessly, then we should live like, like Jesus. We should follow Jesus' example. Live a life of love, and then we won't come to the end of the, of the year, or a month, or even a day, or the end of our lives, and feel like we have wasted our time. Using our time wisely, we leave noble debts. Just as Jesus had no doubts, misgivings or sorrow in how he lived his life. Even as Christ endured the pain, the suffering and shame of his death upon the cross, he had no regrets <coughs> for everything he went through. Hebrews 12, 2. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and preacher of our faith who for the joy set before him endured the cross. Yeah. For the joy set before him on the cross. That is joy. Who would think you could find joy in being crucified if Jesus knew what it meant to use his time wisely, even at the hour of his death. We need to learn to live our lives, to use our time wisely, just like Jesus did. Two of the greatest enemies of our time are regrets for things we have done in the past and anxiety about what will happen to us in the future. We're not even promised tomorrow. Oh Lord. Scary Lord on that, but it's right. Too many of us are living our lives either in the past, all our regrets, all our wrong things that we've done and still bringing them up daily, weekly, whatever, and still living that way. Or we're too anxious about what the future holds. We can plan for our future, that's right. But God, God directs our footsteps yes, he does. to whatever we do. <coughs> living our life for God, that we should be doing. Jesus understood this is the time. He didn't fill his life with regrets or anxiety. Jesus lived for the present. He used his time wisely. And we can use our time wisely by living our lives like Jesus. But is there anyone still wondering what that looks like? How can we be wise this year? Paul gives us two important keys to the wise use of our time. Understand this, your time is limited. And your time is for God. King David once told his creator, O oh God, you are my God, early I will seek you. That's in Psalms 63.1. He also said, he regularly prayed to God, evening, morning, and at noon, I will pray and cry aloud, and he shall hear my voice. Psalm 55, 17. David had, had his wrongdoings as well. He repented, and God later, he, he, he named him as, he's the apple of my eye. That's how he labeled him. We can do this, we can be exactly the same. We've gone through all the trials and tribulations, tribulations they did, 
there's a hour if you want. It's up to us how we want to get through those times. The top priority in our lives should be to acknowledge our Creator, the Sustainer, the one who gives us every breath of air that we breathe, every morsel of food we eat. And we pray the deep, heartful, regular prayer modelled by Jesus Christ himself, sent out by, by the, and the apostles, the prophets, are the ones of those activities that can all too easily be pushed aside and lost by our daily life. Their prayers weren't disrupted by phone calls or TV. Yeah. Um, yeah. The music in the background. Yeah. This is the kind of, of prayer, this intense prayer that we so sorely need in our modern world. And yet, so easily neglected yes. and lost. Yes. And we read our Bible, our word for today. If we don't do it, we're lost with it. One day, we promise you two, into weeks, into months. You haven't got no time then. My eyes are awake, though the night's watch. Watches, I may meditate on your word. Wrote the psalmist in Psalm 119, Here we talk about another essential use of our time, studying the Word of God, the Holy Bible. Here's another activity for which we need to make room in our busy lives, for which all too easily gets pushed aside. Note what the author, note what the author did. He didn't just read the Word. He meditated on the Word of God. This suggests a man who read, studied, took time to think over the implications of what he read. Someone who asked such penetrating questions as what does this tell me about God and his greatness? And what does this tell me about how I must live my life to be in harmony with the will of my Creator? It's been said that meditation is to Bible study as digestion is to eating. If we eat lunch in a fast food restaurant or a sandwich shop, we may jump up shortly after that last bite and rush off to our next activity, back to work, whatever we're doing. On those rare occasions when we eat in a quality restaurant, our enjoyment is enhanced by taking time to savour the food properly digested. And so it is. It is this the most essential of our daily activities. We must study the Bible, but not in haste as we do. We should meditate, savouring the word. Good digestion makes for good health, just as unhurried meditation contributes to our spiritual health. We ought not to run off and suffer in indigestion. We need to take the time to, do, to digest our spiritual food also. In Psalm uh, 46, 10, be still and know that I am God. How can we be still if we're rushing off? Has anybody read the Bible this morning and the word for today? And yeah, we took time to do so as well.
and you feel so much better for doing it. Starting your day. I know you already text what I said, but it does, it's just it's scripture there in your mind every every morning. You start your day off. And I know there's times when I've had to go out earlier and I've not been able to, but you don't feel the same. You don't feel the same. Paul said we will make wise use of our time by making the most of every opportunity. God gives us opportunities each day to serve him. We have a chance to use our time wisely. However, we all only get so many opportunities. One day our time will run out and we won't get another chance. Therefore, why we while we still have the chance with each opportunity we have, let's make it our best chance. Hmm. And do something wise for that time. In Psalm 39, 4, Lord, remind me how brief my time on earth will be. Remind me that my days are numbered and that my life is fleeing away. Hmm. Anybody a witness to anybody? Um, I will come, one day I'll come, I'll come to your church, I'll come on the truth reveal, and then that's it, it doesn't happen. But they're lost. We know they're lost, and we have to try harder to convince them to come to church. We know better, and still we come to church when we want to. There's an excuse why we can't come to Bible study. I know work, work and other things are getting in the way, don't they? We do. We know that. But by living for Christ, that should be your number one priority. In Psalm 90, 10, 70 years are given to us. Some might even reach 80. Soon our years disappear. We are gone. Some of us may think 70 or 80 years sounds a long time ago. I can remember though being 40 and thinking that was old. And when you're a young child and you're 40, that's old. I know now better because I've passed 40 and I'm not old. Thanks, thanks, I thought that would happen. If you and I are going to use our time wisely, then we must remember our time is limited. The psalmist said we should learn to number our days. But what were you numbering our days for? Is it for our time? Our time with God? Or our time? Our time to do other activities? We all have to go to work. And there's nothing wrong with watching a bit of TV and listening to some music or what are we investing our time also in God, in His kingdom. Use your time wisely, not only is your time limited, you have no guarantees that your time will extend mm. even past today. If we was to go today, would we have any regrets for our lives? What we should have done or could have done? Yeah. Or want to do? Yeah. 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 I should have gone and spoke to them. Put it up to her. Mm. Left it a bit too late. In James 4.14, how do you know what will happen tomorrow? For your life is like the morning fog. It's here a little, 
a little while that it's gone. Jane said our life is like a mist. It's here and then it's gone. Now, for us who've walked in the fog so thick we can hardly see ten feet in front of you. Yet the fog clears and we begin to see more and more clearly. The same can be true of our lives. The longer we live, the more clearly we can see how quickly time goes by and then our life is over. God. For those of us who are still in the fog, not able to see as clearly, perhaps this will help you understand how time can seem to fly so quickly. For some, while the for others, it seems to drag on endlessly. Picture for a moment two young lovers spending two or three hours together. The time together passes by so quickly that it's over. They can't bear to be separated and their time apart seems to drag on. We've all been there. Now imagine their parents of these two young lovers. Their time with a child spends together with their boyfriend or girlfriend seems to drag on and on. It's the same two or three hours, but what would they, they be doing that takes so long? And all too quickly, the couple has yet another date. All that time worrying. Time is constant, 24 hours a day. However, the passing of the hours is relative. For one will crawl, while for another it flies. Time is in short supply. Your time on earth is limited, so use it wisely. Guard your time, for Satan wants to rob you of your time. Put in Liverpool on a Wednesday night, so it's kept on. Put in football on. Hallelujah. Everything seems to happen, doesn't it? Yeah, what a party to go to. When is it? Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Football's on. Midweek, Wednesday, everything. Yeah. Time is wasted in the momentary pleasures of sin. Imagine the time wasted in drug abuse, alcohol. Time spent seeking pleasures pleasure in pornography, illicit affairs, homosexuality, time lost in gossip, rumours and malicious talk, time taken through laziness, fear and worry. These, these and others are the sins Satan will use to rob you of our time. A time you could have been doing something for God, witnessing, saving souls. And don't make the mistake that it is only through sin and evil intentions that Satan would steal your time. The devil is a clever thief. He will rob you of your time with good things too. Do you remember Martha? She was busy with all, all the details to prepare a good dinner and was upset that her sister sat at Jesus' feet. Indignant, she asked Jesus to send Mary in to help her. There was important work to be done if everyone was going to eat a good meal. In Luke 10, 41-42, but the Lord said to her, my dear Martha, you are so upset over all these details. Yeah. There is really only one thing worth being concerned about. 
Mary has discovered it, and I won't take it away from her. It's that time spending with Christ is more important than doing the washing up. Oh. I get out of the way all the time. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. You and I make that same mistake as Martha. We get caught up in the routine of life and we miss out on that quality time. I'm just flitting through the pages, but that quality time spent with Jesus. Satan will use good things to keep us from having the best. Be wise and don't let the devil rob you your time. A doctor, Richard Swenson, wrote the book Margin, The Overload Syndrome, in which he discusses one of the major maladies of our time, anxiety and stress. Swenson says millions of people suffer from the overload syndrome. We are overloaded with our, our commitments, overloaded with possessions, things we simply must have. We're overloading with our work. We suffer from information overload. What we do with our what do we do with that heavy load? Jesus gave the best prescription to cure overload. Keep him first in your life. Make certain Jesus is your number one priority. Be sure your primary focus is upon eternal things. And not the stuff of this life, this world. This is how we can keep from being overloaded by letting, Satan, letting Satan rob us of our time. We all have 8,760 hours a year. It's 24 hours a day. Let Jesus permit and fill your time. Keep him first in all you do. Make the most of every opportunity because time is running out. If we are going to use our time wisely and learn to live our life following Jesus' example, then not only do we need to remember our time is limited, uh, our time belongs to God. 1 Corinthians 10.31 Whatever you do, do it all. The glory of God. Thank you. Everything we do, for the glory of God. How often do we make living our lives for God a mystery? A misery, mystery, sorry, yeah. We see God's will as a giant puzzle, the pieces scattered here and there, no picture to guide us, to help us figure it out. Or nothing really there could be further from the truth. God has made his will <coughs> known to us. Yes, yeah. It is right here in the pages of his word. Mm. Furthermore, God has placed his spirit within our lives yes, to lead us in God's will. Yes, so what is God's will? Let's look again at Ephesians 5 and see what it says. God's will for our lives is. 5, 17, 21. Don't act thoughtlessly to try to understand that the law, what the Lord wants you to do. Don't be drunk with wine, because that will ruin your life. Instead, let the Holy Spirit fill and control you. Then you will sing psalms and hymns, spiritual songs among yourselves, making music to the Lord in your hearts. 
you always give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And further, you will submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. What is the number one priority God has set for your life here? How does God want you to learn to use your time wisely as you live in obedience to his will? God's will. His greatest desire for your life is for you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. This is God's will, not for you to be under the influence or control of the things of this world. God's will is for you to be directed and empowered by the Holy Spirit living in you. God, God plainly shows us his will within the Bible and more importantly God has given us his spirit to enable us to understand and live according to his will. Notice the connection Paul makes with the Holy Spirit in control of your life and you will then overflow with songs of praise. We heard that this morning. As we blessed the singing from our hearts this morning. You will overflow with thankfulness to God because the Holy Spirit has energised your life. And look what comes next. In verse 21, we submit to one another, not in our own ability, but through the power of the Spirit, which is leading and directing our lives. It's simple, without the Spirit of God in your life, it is impossible to live your life for God. You cannot know God's will for your life, apart from His Spirit living in you and making it known to us. If you allow the things of this world to have first place in your life, if you give yourself to the influence of wine and pleasures, then you will not know or live according to God's will. Without the Holy Spirit, your life will fall apart. <clears throat> Instead of submitting to one another, you'll be quick to look out for number one, quick to, quick to fight for what you want. What your, what your lust is, what your pleasure is, what your sin is. We shouldn't have any mistakes or regrets in this life. What we what we going to do with the time God has given us. There's one more critical use of our time that may seem to contradict what I've just been saying. And that is to take time for relaxation, downtime, total rest uh, that rejuvenates us. We should do this regular, since burnout helps no one. If we are to be productive during our time of work, we, all, we also need time to relax, and to unwind. We can't give anything to God if we're too burnt out and doing the things of what we want to do, of the world. Take what God has given to you and do the most you can do with it for his glory. God can do a lot with a little. If you don't believe me, just read the Bible. And take a look at the boy with the five loaves <coughs> sorry, and two fish who gave everything he had to Jesus. 
It didn't seem like a lot that Jesus used them to feed a hungry multitude of people. Jesus can take a little, bless it, multiply it, and can and will use anything we give him and use it beyond our wildest dreams. That is our time as well. I haven't got time to go to church. Make time. Sit with my walk upon you sometime. So if we humble ourselves, take what we have and offer it to God, if we are willing to do what he has placed before us and be faithful in the little things, then he will give you more to do for his glory. Yes, he will. I would rather try and fail than never try at all. Time, the time you, any time, sorry, you take a chance, we step out of our comfort zone. You can fail, yes you can, but it's better to try than never to take that chance. And never then will we see anything happen. So seize the day and the moment, seize the opportunities before you. Don't put it off too long, we are not promised tomorrow. Be productive with your life, with your time, seize the opportunities God has given you. We are all called, every one of us, to do something. Our time is limited, so let the Holy Spirit empower you to use your time for God. Each day and for eternity, we can give ourselves to him who made us, and in love he gave his son for us. So church, the time is now. We want to build our church. We want another building. We want to fill it. Let's fill this place as well first. Let's use our time wisely. Witness to people. Win souls to church. For God. Whenever you witness to people, you feel that, that emotion inside of you anyway. And you know you're doing good. Amen. If they, re if they reject you, they're not rejecting you. We're getting God. Amen. Don't give up. Hallelujah. When we get to gate, the gates of heaven, what do we want to hear? Well done, my good and faithful servant. Oh, the latter. I never knew you. Mm. It's there for all of us to read, to see. We can act on it if we want. It's your, your choice. But filling our church, that should be number one for us. Witnessing to as many people as we can, whatever situation we find ourselves in. Thank you. Thank you.